Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. ES Audio. Hi, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Leader Weekends. Every Saturday, we're bringing you a bonus episode taken from our business podcast, How to Be a CEO. This is a cut down version, so you will need to hit the link in the show notes to hear the full thing. Brand new episodes of How to Be a CEO are released every Monday morning. Now, let's begin. Okay, so new password. Um, How about... Oh, it needs to be eight characters. Okay, so how about... Oh, and it needs a symbol, so... And a number. Okay, done. And I've forgotten it. We all have our own relationships with our passwords, whether we remember them or not. But if you're in the business of security, how do you get people to take things like their passwords seriously? I think if you went to the average human being and said, are you, you know proud of what you're doing with your passwords, they'll, they'll admit that they're not. But still getting, getting people to take that next step to actually take action is difficult. I'm John Weeks from The Evening Standard. Jeff Shiner is CEO of 1Password, a digital password manager company who thinks they could one day become a thing of the past. So with passwordless, you, you would never have a password to Twitter or to PayPal or, or even to 1Password you would effectively use your trusted device. It will generate a token or a passkey that will then be used for that access. So in the tech landscape of 2023, with artificial intelligence repeatedly hitting the headlines and growing warnings about keeping our personal information and devices secure, online security has never been as important as it is today. It it really hasn't, both because, as you say, the, the hacks continue to get you know, more and more prevalent and in some cases more sophisticated. 
But I think even more importantly, because we just have so much of our lives online. Everything is online, not just logins, but, you know, our full identity tends to be online. That's the information that a lot of the, um, you know, threat actors are trying to go after. How did 1Password sort of come about? How was it sort of launched? Yeah, it's interesting. So we've got two, you know, two founding families in Dave and Sarah and Rustam and Italia back 17 years ago. But Dave and Rustam at the time were actually building e-commerce sites. And how it originally started is it originally started as convenience. It started as sort of the, um, the inside joke is it was supposed to be a 30-day project, which is going on 17 years. But the, the goal was as they built e-commerce sites, um, cause they were consulting and it was all of those things like signing into the sites and testing the sites that were repetitive that were painful. And, and so they said, how can we make this easier? And so it started off with very much of, of the ease of use, but then as they started to you know, talk about that to, to others, people started to say, Oh, well, like we want to use that not just for the convenience, but because it would be a convenient way to hold secure information. Can we make it secure? And then that quickly led to it holding, you know, secure information like logins and stuff like that, where, where the focus was again, as it always has been for us, that combination of security and convenience. It's not just about making things secure. It's about making the easy way, the secure way. And that's how we help people, you know, not be so terrible with security. So what are some of the more significant challenges or issues you face, Jeff, in your time as CEO of 1Password? There's certainly been tons of them. Um, I think one of the ones that I like to focus on a little bit is the side of growth. And I, I mean growth in terms of the size of the company, because almost every time you double the company, the problems change. And that's a real challenge. So when you're 20 people, you can get everybody in the room and hear everybody out, make a decision and off you go. You know, we're 900 plus now. You, you know, you can't get everybody's opinion and make a decision from that. That's a challenge. And so every time that we doubled, we had different challenges as we, you know, as we grew at a certain stage early on, some of the people that you need are the people that have the, the broadest range of skills. So they may be able to develop, they might be able to um, write documentation, they might be able to help the customers and, and do all of those things quite well. Um, and then what happens as you as you grow, now you start to, to get larger. And so now you'll have a specialist. Now you'll have a developer that just wants to develop and is awesome at it. And, and a person who just wants to write documentation is awesome at it. And you start to see the people who really had the value because they could do all of the different things together when you were small. Now they struggle to find a place because they don't want to do any one of these. And yet now they're sort of, of specialists in each group. And so that's a problem as you sort of hit the 50 or maybe 100 person mark. Early on, we used to say, we'll never have a manager. We'll never have a manager. And it was just, um, don't, don't get me wrong. I love my time at IBM, but you know, some, some of the things back then in the, in the, in the 90s from, from the manager side were just a little too, I think, formal. So that was, that, you know, early on, we're like, we'll never have a manager. And when we hit, I think, 100, 150 people were like, we need a manager. Um, and it was a really hard decision to get that first manager who is uh, Rob, who led our customer support group. And then once we had one, we were thrilled and, and couldn't, couldn't wait to get a second. And it was just um, growth at every stage. Now, as we hit the really large, well, I'm going to call them really large numbers of 900 people, communication becomes a problem, communication and focus. How do we get 900 people to understand where we're trying to go? And so um, we're putting a big push on OKRs this year, objectives and key results where we can start at the company level and say, these are the you know the four things we're trying to do. And then 
at each level down, people set their objectives and key results that ultimately level up to the to the company objectives. But it's interesting because at every stage you learn and you have to solve new problems. Let's go to a quick ad break now. Coming up in part two, Jeff's advice to tech entrepreneurs. You do hear stories and it comes out in articles. There's some research that suggests the the most used password is password one or whatever. Um, Do you guys sort of use research like that at all to inform your decisions going forward? Uh, We do. Now, I'll be clear. We can't do that research ourselves because we have no ability to look into people's walls, just no technical ability. It always worries me when I see research like that. I'm like, how did they get that information? That worries me. But what we do is as part of our, our password generator, we actually get lists of commonly used passwords to ensure that those passwords aren't generated by our generator or if somebody types them in by hand if you use like dragon's a common one or or things like that um we will mark them in what we call watchtower in our security health system you know that you can look at when you use one password that tells you are you reusing passwords you have weak passwords and it will mark that as a very weak password because it is on that list so we actually take those lists and integrate it into one password in a way that we can help the consumer avoid those passwords. And so what would you say, in your experience, Jeff, is the the secret really to succeeding in the tech world today? What would your advice be to entrepreneurs now who are sort of hoping to be in the position of CEO one day? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the way you succeed as a company, more than anything else, in my opinion, is listen to your customer. You know, there's the old story of the customer comes in and says, I want X. And, and, you know, you as a company say, well, you don't really want X. What you want is Y. And then the customer goes away and it turns out they wanted X. Um, and, and it's amazing how, how many times that happens. It always sounds silly, but, we, we, you know, that discussion happens more often than you think. It's like, well, I know you're saying you want this, but here's what we've got. And so I think you really have to listen to your customer. Now, you have, as a business, have to decide where you turn that you know, customer request into a feature. Is it, is it something only that one customer will want or is it something that the broader base of customers will want? And that's a big part of the challenge. But ultimately, it just comes down to listening to your customers. They're more than happy to tell you what problems they're trying to solve. And if that's a problem that you think you've got a real edge at solving, then I think you go for it. It sounds simple, but it's, it's, it's surprisingly difficult to do, right? You really have to listen to your customers. Then in terms of being CEO um, and how to become CEO, I don't know. I, you know, I've always followed one sort of rule or one plan in, in my career, and that is, what do I want to do next? So I remember back again in the 90s when my team leader left and I wanted to be the team leader. That, that's, that's where I saw. So it was, you know, I was in a development shop. I wanted to be the team leader. That's what I saw. And then I you know, started to see, oh, okay, well, you know, that's what the next level does or the, you know, the next role that I want. And, and I would sit there and say, that appeals to me, be, usually because of the decision making that they could have. And while I ne- don't necessarily know that I would do it in the same way as the person in that role, I could see that I could be successful at that. So I always looked at my career as, you know, whose role do I want next? And eventually it got to the point where yeah, I, I want the CEO's role next. But it was never the plan of, hey, like in, in X number of years, I'm going to be the CEO. I always just looked at what role I wanted next and, and why I wanted that. And you still love it today? I do. I do. It's a challenge. Don't get me wrong. But um, 
I think it's the fact that it's a challenge that makes it exciting. That was One Password CEO Jeff Shiner. For more interviews, news, and analysis, head to standard.co.uk forward slash business or pick up the Evening Standard newspaper 